attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. It's another week, and we got thoughts. We got a lot of thoughts here on Gen D today. We've been holding this in via texts and calls for the last few days. Yep. It is our D23 recap of non-things that happened. <laughs> is that one way to put it? Yep. I don't know. Yes. I, so, Adam, you and I were in real time when D23... First off, folks, we're going to talk all things D23. <laughs> we know that it's been a couple of weeks since the announcements. You should know. You should be in our heads and know what we're going to talk about at this point. But if you're here, just know we're coming for blood in this episode. Like, we are going to Yo. just let loose and tell you our thoughts on the D23 Expo. I am on a 12.5% alcohol by volume lime can margarita. Tonight for this oh. one, because that's where we're at with the thoughts I got. So, yo, man, I just have a very modest glass of red wine, but <laughs> that's, um, that's not going to stop me from my opinions. Just we'll see glass. where this goes by the end of this uh, podcast here. If we're suddenly not Sperry Farm fans now instead of Disney, <laughs> at the end of this highly possible. Go Universal. Uh, but first, before we get into the D23 information, Adam and I officially, unofficially decided that we are going to make this now season two of Generation Disney. For no reason whatsoever, other than Dana and I were like, should we make it season two? We renewed ourselves. We're renewing ourselves for another 60 episodes. <laughs> Strap in, folks. You're here <laughs> the for the long haul. The executive named um, Kim, fan favorite Kim, has officially renewed us. For a second season, um, we are the Nielsen for... ratings are in, and we are high on them <laughs> in our heads. But hey, Olive Garden, if you're listening, we do accept sponsorships. We'll eat mm-hmm. breadsticks on the podcast in exchange for. I'll eat a turkey leg. Whoa, you heard that? All right, Turkey Leg Farmers of America, if you want to sponsor this podcast, <laughs> Dana will finally eat a turkey leg in exchange for cash. That's where we're at. It's true. Pay for true. pay for our Disney Wish trip, and uh, we will <laughs> we will do things like eat turkey legs. Look, so yeah, season two. I can't. I still can't believe we're on episode sixty. Like that's crazy. Feels like yesterday that we started this, but we've also lived a lifetime with Disney, specifically Disneyland, because we when we started this, Disneyland wasn't even open because of the pandemic. We really started this podcast because we just missed talking about Disney. So let's be honest, we were stuck in our houses and we were bored. So we bought microphones. So bored. <laughs> so bored. Well, I didn't. My husband already had them. Yeah. No, I, ca- I cannot believe we've done 60. I'm excited for si- how we've had like 60 weeks worth of stuff to talk about is kind of it's amazing. Crazy. I don't know. So here's for another 60 more. We should do like, we should plan a big 100th episode celebration <gasps> and like have all the fan favorites back. Yes, I love that idea. Don't tell Kim about it. We'll make Kim and Andrew go toe to toe. It'll be a battle of fan favorites be on amazing. the episode. Yeah, I love it. All I'm right, here Andrew, for it. So if you're listening, but we're here to talk about D20 blah D20 blah. Is that what we should call it? It was y'all. I if you listen to us, you've probably already read everything that's come out. I got to say, there was like the the vloggers, the insane vloggers who are all over D23. They all were rushing out of the parks announcement, not in a rush of excitement, but in a rush to be the first ones to post about how awful D23 was. 
I think some of them even said it like they had low expectations and this managed to be even lower than their low expectations for the Disney parks. And that's, that's sad. I mean, cause you've got universal building an entire new theme park, Epic universe down there in Orlando. And we're yeah. going to go through what Disney's big, exciting things and port I, two comments really quick. Poor Josh tomorrow getting drug out there and having to like try to make this be exciting and interesting. And then old Bob paycheck, he had a big announcement on his face. Did you see, is this like some, no. I feel like some CEO consultant was like, yeah, grow some facial hair. That's going to make you. Relatable, oh, Bob. I don't even think I noticed that he had facial hair, but oh, I did yeah. hear that. Was it a CNN reporter that was interviewing Bob Chapek this week? accidentally slipped and called, called him Bob, Bob Paycheck. Amazing. Amazing. Good job, CNN. Do you think they listen to our podcast? They better. So if you guys listened last week, you probably heard Allison talked about being at D23. And it was really special to hear how like a couple of these announcements that she heard, like the energy in the room was up and so exciting. And I do think that a lot of the vloggers and the the people who were there we're happy in the moment, but you also heard Allison say that overall it was a pretty disappointing announcement set. So we're going to go through, we've broken it up, Disney World and Disneyland and a few other extras. We're going to talk through the announcements, give our thoughts, and then we're going to share with you our opinions and disappointments, really, oh, yeah. with, with the news. Can we, I'm going to skip around just because I think I have to, I, I had such a visceral reaction and they like jaw on the floor reaction when Josh tomorrow's out there that he's like, Oh, this is great. This is great. And we're going to start, you know, galaxy's edge since it's opened has entertained fans and blah, blah, blah. Then he trots out John Favreau who comes out and you're thinking, okay, all right, this, are we getting a restaurant? Are we getting another ride? Are they expanding Galaxy's Edge? I don't know where in Anaheim they would expand it. They're basically like on the freeway. But like, what are we getting? And I'm like, and Kurt and I were like, ooh, they're going to really start off big with like a big Galaxy's Edge announcement. <laughs> you guys. Nope. Then they trot out a dude in a Mandalorian costume acting like this is the greatest thing they've ever come up with. And they're like, hey, Mando's going to be here with Grogu walking around Galaxy's Edge, but only in California and only for a limited amount of time <laughs> because we're going to have to ship that costume off to another park because we can't afford to make two. And then I was like, okay, Grogu, cool. And John Favreau was still sitting there. And I was like, ooh, what's next? And then they're like, thanks, John. Have a good day. Bye, buddy. That was it. Hope you find your dad. That was it. That was a John Favreau deep cut, by the way. That was an elf <laughs> reference, and he directed that movie. Uh, I mean, here's what I thought of when I saw Mandalorian come out in that costume. I mean, I, that's exciting, and I love Mandalorian and Grogu. But I thought of our buddy Chris Swindle, who came on the podcast. You guys remember him as the voice of Crush? And he went to the D, I think it was D23, way back when the Crush attraction was announced. And he, like, in the last minute was like, you have to now present next to all of the executives and, like, be Crush. And then I was thinking, like, wow. What a like a one over they pulled on Chris, who just had to like race in there without more than 12 <laughs> hours notice to be the voice of Crush for this big announcement of this show. But then I was also thinking, like, imagine you're sitting in the audience to hear that they're bringing 
for the first time Turtle Talk with Crush and how awesome that would have been in like, what, 2006 or seven to see that technology and hear Crush. And I was like, man, that would have been so much cooler than seeing a costumed character waltz on stage and then walk back. I mean, I think you can buy, I think when we were at Disneyland, literally our friends bought the mask, bought the helmet at Galaxy's Edge yeah. and could have been them. So, okay. So we had to start there because this is how they opened the show. But now we're going to bounce around. We figured we would start with the East Coast and give the updates, I guess we call them, and the what ifs. There's a lot of what if. What if we did this? What do you think, fans? You like that? Yeah. What if? Yep. Okay. So first thing, they did make some firm announcements, sort of. A happily Ever After is coming back, which I'm here for. So Enchantin or Enchantment or whatever, that I haven't even bothered to learn what the name of that fireworks show at the Magic Kingdom is. It's the Donnie and Marie knockoff show, as I like to call it. Happily Ever After is coming back. Thank you. They have. Wow. They listened. They listened. I know. To, to it's the exciting. fans. It's funny to me, they, they listened because they brought they brought this and they brought Harmonious, Enchantment and yep. Harmonious, which were the big announcements, new shows, and they both have been more or less panned. Uh, no, Harmonious and then not like, as bad. I don't, I don't take issue with Harmonious. I don't either, but it's also going away. Um, and yep. so now they're saying, oh, look, now that the 50th is almost over at the end of uh, March, we're going to create these new firework and light time, nighttime shows. And I just think it's really funny that like they were hoping that these shows were going to run for a decade and they did so poorly that they were only getting 18 months in the parks. Yeah, it's not good. Give me happily ever after. Like I'm already hearing the music in my head. Happily ever. I'm not singing tonight. It's not happening. Um, but that, that <laughs> song in my head, I love it. That like brings all the feels. It was like when we were at Disneyland watching Disneyland forever and they were doing the old show. And I just, I love the old shows. Just don't mess with something. Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And people yeah. love Happily Ever After. So I'm glad it's going back. We'll see how long it stays. But like you mentioned, over at Epcot, Harmonious, which I don't mind. I really actually kind of like Harmonious. I thought it was fun. I thought it was colorful and beautiful and fun. And the music was great. Because uh, I loved also that they played songs from all these Disney and Pixar films, but they played them in language to the countries, which I really I liked like that, too. that you got that music because I will say that one moment they had when they talked about, and I don't, we're not going to really get into it because we're going to stay in the U S parks, but they talked about Disneyland, Paris and Hong Kong, Disneyland getting their frozen lands or is it Shanghai? Mm -hmm. Sorry. Shanghai or Hong Kong? Shanghai. I think Shanghai. I think it's I Shanghai. Think. Yeah. Shanghai. Cause she came out and sang in Mandarin. And they brought out three women to sing Into the Unknown in French, Mandarin, and, oh, I think, and uh, Japanese, too, wasn't it? I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, and yep. it was beautiful. Like, that was absolutely beautiful. And I love that. Like, because why not expose people to other languages and cultures? And yeah. so, oh, well, it's going away. We'll see what they come up with. They haven't really said uh, what the new thing is yet that just we're going to can Harmonious. They did have one piece of good news at Disney World. One, their big announcement that wasn't just an update. And I just did spirit fingers for everybody at home to know because I'm very excited. Mm -hmm. Continuing with the tradition of the only announcements we have and all we could afford were just new costumes for characters to walk around. They announced that Figment is finally returning to Epcot as a character meet and greet, which I'm here for that. That'll, that'll be cute. 
That'll be fun. I love Figment. I'm surprised he hasn't been in the parks since like the eighties. Like I actually didn't know. I, I, he he seems like a no brainer. He's never been in the parks since I can recall. And I think the first time I went to Disney World was the early nineties, but I don't remember seeing him there if he was. But I'm excited. I think that's a, a very easy announcement to make. Like everybody loves Figment. He's kind of the mascot Look, of Epcot, we does so, we found yay. this costume in storage. We were like, ah, that's cheap. Make somebody wear that. Okay. Dust it off. It'll be fine. So their other big real announcement was that the Hatbox Ghost is making his return to the Haunted Mansion at uh, the Magic Kingdom, which we have the Hatbox Ghost at Disneyland. Remember, we talked about this and we did the vault Mm -hmm. on the Haunted Mansion. And if you missed that, go find that in the episode in season one. Because we can say that now. Season one, so long ago. Season one. Who knows where it is. You'll have to go look for it. (laughs) But we did talk about the Hatbot Ghost, how like the original Imagineers had this idea and the the technology wasn't there yet. They really had this incredible idea. So then when Disneyland reopened and they had made some of the updates to the Haunted Mm -hmm. Mansion, they brought back the Hatbox Ghost. And it's really cool up there as you're like falling out the mansion window. Hatbox Ghost is there. The Hatbox Ghost is super cool. If you haven't seen him before, and he is only at Disneyland, it is really impressive. And there's an even like cooler story about the Hatbox Ghost, specifically on the Disney Plus Behind the Attractions episode on the Haunted Mansion. So I highly recommend it. So I'm excited for Disney World to get their Hatbox Ghost. I, again, kind of... I know we're not getting into our gripes yet, but I'm still going to go there. I'm kind of like, that's not that exciting none of of news this. for poor Disney Guys, World. You're going to, the theme here is none of this is exciting, period. Um, so <laughs> Spoiler. They were, and these people who camped out all night to get I the best know. seats in the hall for the announcements, thinking it was going to be some big, big old announcement. So it's, a, it's, it's an announcement. Sure. It's it's, it's a big, I mean, this is, I mean, again, Josh tomorrow deserves an Academy Award for the performance he put on at this, at this D23. But I do feel bad for these folks who like sat around forever. These people camp out overnight. They dress up. They're so excited. This is like the final day, big reveal. And mm-hmm. so that and they brings get us. get a hat box ghost at Disney World. And Yay. Figment. <laughs> Yay. Meanwhile, Universal's like, look at our new roller coasters. Look at our new theme park. Look at our new everything. I know. Look at money. I know. Okay, so then the last but not least official announcement for the Disney World Park. You ready? Mm-hmm. You ready? No. They announced that Tron is going to open on TBD date spring 2023. Uh, Tron. <laughs> Do you know that Tron was announced? This Tron, by the way, this is the Tron coaster that is over by Space Mountain in the but, Tomorrowland area at, at Magic Kingdom. It was announced that they were going to do this at the 2017 or 2018 oh D23. God. Because they opened it first at Shanghai. It was their big, because they don't have Space Mountain in Shanghai. This is their, like, Space Mountain at Shanghai Disneyland uh-huh. is Tron. And yeah. Well, apparently it's running. Josh tomorrow shared a little video of himself taking it on a test ride. So yeah. we know the thing's working. But uh, yeah, they did not commit to a date. They just said sometime in spring 2023. They didn't even give us a month. They weren't even like March, April, 
I bet it's you it ridiculous. is Memorial Day weekend, twenty twenty three. I bet you you're right. Or here's what I this is my gripe. Late mm-hmm. March, just in time for spring break. Yeah, it might be. I hope it's open for when I'm there this spring, but who knows? You know what? I just got to point this out. It took Walt Disney one year to make Disneyland in 1955. It is taking them five years to make one roller coaster that they've already made at a different theme park across the world. And like, again, what is happening? Why is this taking so long? Here's what's happening over at Universal. When Kurt and I went there during the pandemic, they had started building the VelociCoaster. That thing has yeah. been open for over a year now. Like they built this thing, they got it up, they got it open, and it's been flying around at Universal. Why? Why is it taking Disney this long to build this thing? It makes no sense to me. There's no explanation. It takes. It takes them forever. I mean, how long it took them to build Guardians of the Galaxy, like Cosmic Rewind, like that? Anyway. So long. To get them yeah. to actually open Space 220. It took them forever. I know. Anyway, I don't know what's going on over there. So, okay, that brings us to the next portion of the show. What if? <laughs> what if, the Dana? what ifs. What if we had all the money in the world, Dana? What would we do? Now, now, the official term is the blue sky, because that's the term that the Imagineers use to say, like, here are some what ifs that we are toying. Probably because Marvel wouldn't let Disney use what if they've been buying into the Marvel series. What if too much? They're like, what if we did this? Let's just pretend. So this was their big thing. And it these poor Imagineers that got trotted out for this. They basically had to sit there and get a crowd excited about non-existent projects that they're kind of tossing around as ideas in the drawing. It's like a, it was like a live look at a writer's room for like a TV show that's in development. Like it was, yeah, it was like, what if we did this? I don't know. What if we did that? So my beloved Dino Land, I'm going to make a bold prediction. Dino Land is going to be around for at least the next 15 years because they're not going to do any of this. So my beloved Dino Land is where they started. And they were like, what if, what if it could be something like Zootopia Land or uh-huh. Moana Land? I don't know. Uh-huh. What do you think? Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll do both. And I don't know. Maybe it was like, they didn't even say what they would like turn the ride dinosaur into. Like, why not give us like, I was Zootopia ride. Like I could actually see them overlaying dinosaur to be like a crazy thing through Zootopia. Like that I could see, but like the literally were just like, here's a really vague rendering of something we kicked around and came up with. And we're like, what if, what if we just turned Dino land USA into this? My hot take on all of this is two big things. One, Dino Land needs a refresh. I'm all here for it. I know you love Dino Land, but it is sad. It is so sad looking. But the two options, and I love Zootopia. Cannot imagine it did super well, but Zootopia is one of my favorites. Zootopia got a lot of love. Because they are doing like a Zootopia Land at one of the other parks. They are. I can't remember where. Tokyo? Maybe. Shanghai? I can't remember, but- but they are making that and I do love it. So I'm 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 very excited that they are making that. But my thought was, oh, they're giving us sloppy seconds of a land 
because they've already got the blueprints yeah. for one other park was Utopia. And then my thought about Moana was like, aren't you putting Moana into Epcot right now? Like, why would we want to have two Moana lands in two different parks? It makes like, what else do you have sense. to do? Yeah, zero I was not thrilled sense. with either of those why choices. Why are they not putting in, like... If they're going to do a Lion King land, maybe in Paris, why are they not putting a Lion King land in Animal Kingdom? Dude, Lion King doesn't get enough representation, in my opinion, because it's such like it's such know, a box like, office I, success. And I feel like this is a no brainer. The festival of the Lion King is packed every time. Yes. And the Boneyard Dino like playground scar. they have there. You can just turn it into the Scar Boneyard, like call it the same thing and make it about that. I know. It seems really easy to make this Lion King. You can make the dinosaur ride something around Lion King as well and slow it down a little bit and have like you see Timon and Pumbaa singing Hakuna Matata. You're racing away from the hyenas so they don't trample you. Oh my you. gosh, Dana, because it's like I've been on safari in Africa. It's like those Jeeps would be like you're on an African safari, like a safari into Jeep. the story of the Lion King. Disney, Dude, hire I think we us. We just figured this out for them. Hire us. Seriously, make that a Lion King land. It fits your brand of Animal Kingdom. It's a beloved IP that you already have that's been around forever. It's going to hit the millennial adults like us. Could you imagine the opening night? They'd have Beyonce there to open the thing. Like, Uh, this is come on, Disney. Ugh. Anyway. Guys. Get Just Elton John. He'll he'll oh sing God. for you. Elton will be there. Beyonce and Elton will do a duet of Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Oh, my God. Could you imagine? <gasps> you know what they could also do? Remember how we were just talking about how they want to do the Frozen ride where it's like spinning, like lightly spinning around yeah. the At Last I See the Light? You could do that with Can You Feel the Love Tonight? And people are sitting in their little, mm. their little safari, I don't beautiful. know, whatever. It would be so pretty with some little like fireflies all around. Look, we just Aww. made way more better exciting ideas than they did at D23. So hire us as Imagineers. We can't, we don't know engineering. We can just come up with all, the ideas. But yeah, I mean, I do that for a living anyway. Like honestly, let's just sit around, drink cocktails and come up with theme park ideas. You're welcome, Disney. You're welcome, Bob Paycheck. Um, okay, so they made another, quote, blue sky announcement. There was another what if, which I can't with this one. I, I was like, you know, I'm into the Tiana's Bayou Adventure ride. Like, I think that's going to be really fun. And I'm totally here for that. Their little performance they did was great. I'm here for that. But now they're like, they go, what if beyond Big Thunder Mountain? We completely change Rivers of America and everything else and turn it into get another IP. And, oh, I don't know. So, like, Rivers of America could be Coco or Encanto. And then behind the Big Thunder, it could be the villains area. And, like, <laughs> they were, like, zero specifics about any of this. They showed this, like, mashed-up rendering of, like, Liberty Square, Rivers of America, all that area looking like Encanto and Coco. Coco. Mm -hmm. Then they were like, and here's Big Thunder. And now we've created this land just beyond Big Thunder that is like the villain mountain or something. I don't know. It was like, don't, don't, don't. Do not mess with the nostalgic classic Rivers of America area, the whole like don't frontier land, I like know. 
Do not mess with that. I like all three of these options as far as like I love Encanto. I love Coco even more. And we all have been wanting a villain's park. I think that's really fun, a villain's section. Build a villain's park. Build a fifth gate. I agree. Build a villain's park. And then here is my other thought. Why can't we just maybe keep Beyond the Big Thunder a continuation of Frontierland? We did this with the, quote, new Fantasyland a few years ago where they added and expanded to Fantasyland. Let's just bring it back to Walt one more second. Let's talk about some of these popular rides. They are not built on IP. Space Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain, really any of the mountains. The IPs are are like being created afterwards now. Like the Jungle Cruise movie. They were great afterwards, like Haunted Mansion or Pirates of the Caribbean. Those were just simple rides, and then they made movies afterwards. So all I'm saying is, like, maybe we continue the theme of that, like, Wild West Great Frontier in Frontierland and build out some other really fun rides that can have their own nostalgic feel rather than make it all about IP. It's constant IP. Everything is based off of IP right now. and. It's entirely too much. You know, if you're going to do a Coco thing, do it over at, like, I, I, you know I love Donald Duck, and I know you know I love the Three Caballeros, oh. but turn that right into the Coco ride. Allison would say, no, don't do that. Don't. But <laughs> I, and Sorry, I actually Allison. have to side with Allison on this because, like, we don't need to keep taking originals and rebranding them. I love Coco. Make Coco its own thing. And you can still do that in Frontierland. You know, make a casita. Like, those fit with Frontier. But don't. But that belongs to me in Epcot. Like, I think the Frozen ride worked so well at Norway. And I think if you're mm-hmm. going to do this and, like, honor the. Disney's really made a commitment to honoring various cultures around the world through these Disney and Pixar films. Celebrate that at Epcot. Like, it makes sense to me to celebrate that at Epcot. Not at the I Magic disagree. Kingdom. I don't think you need to have either Encanto or Coco in Epcot. I, I want to keep Epcot exactly as it is, where I think they should be making these. And I fully am aware that they don't have the space for it. They need to bring Coco and Encanto to Disneyland. The people who love Coco and Encanto are more on the West Coast. We have just a bigger Hispanic population that are going to love this than the people who are traveling to Florida. You know where they should do it? Hmm. At DCA. Yes. Where I feel like DCA has become the IP park, which I am fine with because they're finally doing it. If they're really talking about expanding DCA over whatever that road is, Disneyland Drive or whatever that road is there. If they're really talking uh-huh. about that with this Disneyland next, build a casita there. Do a Coco Land over there. Throw a ride in. Like Cars Land is so good. Do that there. You're going to have so the good. space. If you're taking over that land, you're going to have the space to do it right instead of like cramming it in somewhere. And it just it fits in DCA. Like I love that DCA, really every corner you turn, you're in a new property. Yeah. And it's it's working so well right now between, you know, going from Marvel to Cars to Pixar. Like it just, it works. Well, one more point with Coco. Coco is a Pixar movie of everything we're talking about. You can put Coco in where they have the um, right now they're actually doing kind of like an ofrenda Coco area and they have um, Mirabelle from Encanto Mm -hmm. in a meet and greet spot. Um, But that that restaurant that's kind of on the boardwalk over by Goofy Sky School. 
Oh my take gosh, all of that yeah. out and make that a Cocoa Land because it fits perfectly yeah. with your Pixar theme, which is the primary IP yeah. you're using in that park. You're welcome, Again, Disney. Disney. We've solved your problems. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, are we ready to hop into Disneyland news? Yeah, should we hop on the plane and head back to Anaheim and tell Disney how to fix everything in California? All right. Bob Paycheck, strap in. Um, okay, so Disneyland news. I'm going to cover the Disneyland news. Uh, the big thing that they first announced was the 100 Years of Wonder. So Mickey Mouse and the Disney Company is hitting its 100th year in 2023. That is genuinely very exciting. And so they're going to bring out new food, merchandise, entertainment to celebrate the 100 years. They're not really doing this in the other parks. They're just doing it at Disneyland, which seems a bit odd to me. Uh, but the, the, the theme is going to be, they're just going to use the same logo. as They the, are. They're going to go with the platinum look. The 100 is in the yes. same font yeah. as the 50 for Disney World and the 35 for Paris. Like, they're not even yes. trying anymore. They're just like, yeah, it's the same. That's our, that's our anniversary logo. Yeah. But it's going to be platinum, so... There's your difference. Um, I, You know, I, I don't know. I'm not the merch person, as we all well know, that I don't care about what they're going to create. But and also it can't be clear enough about this. That's it. That's all the news we got on this quote, 100 years of wonder. We don't know what the merchandise looks like. We don't know what kind of entertainment is coming. We don't know when any of this is going to happen. Just sometime in 2023. So do with it what you want. My, my guess is uh, right around the beginning of April when the 50th has officially ended at Disney World and they just whoop, start having the party out at oh, yeah. uh, Disneyland. Yeah, it'll be fun. This I am very excited about. The Magic Happens Parade is finally returning to Disneyland. It was only around for two or three weeks right before the pandemic hit. I've watched this parade on YouTube and it's incredible. Todrick Hall, I think, choreographed it and wrote some of the music for it. Oh, really? It is, oh, Adam. Wait, have it is you seen, super cool. Have you seen the Todrick Hall bell thing? Yes. Yeah. A oh long time God. ago. It's been around forever. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, if you haven't seen this, don't watch it on YouTube because just save yourself and watch it in live. We don't have a start date, but I hear that rehearsals have begun for Magic Happens. It's super cool. They've got some obscure characters in it, which is really awesome. Like um, Merlin from Sword in the Stone, isn't it? Um, and they also have like some fan favorites. They've got a great Cocoa float and a Frozen float. I don't think they had Tangled. Sorry, Kim, but a beautiful Frozen float. <laughs> So I'm super excited. The music's great in it. And we need our daytime parade to return. They also announced beyond the Mandalorian and Grogu being character meet and greet soon at Galaxy's Edge. Over at Avengers Campus at DCA, oh we have gosh. the Incredible Hulk coming okay. for also a limited time. So this, I mean, come on, Disney. You like... They set it up as this like huge, huge, huge announcement. And we're thinking they're going to announce what the new, the big e-ticket ride is going to be. They're, they're going to announce mm-hmm. something. <laughs> oh, no. They trot this gigantic blow up doll out as the Hulk. And because I was reading online that he's wearing, so it's Hulk, but wearing the time travel helmet and outfit from Endgame and yeah 
he they did it because they couldn't figure out how to get his mouth to move, so they just stuck a helmet on his face. Yeah, cover up that mouth. We don't have to worry about it any longer. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Great. The Hulk is in the mix now. Oh, Good on them. I mean. I bet he won't last more than a couple of weeks, and then they'll be like, oh, he's not working. Did you see, though, Josh did make a joke. He made it funny. When the Hulk was out there, oh, he's no. like, could you maybe not damage some buildings while you're here? Because Spider-Man maybe ripped a building down the other day. <laughs> like, he made comment to that when the animatronic malfunctioned and, like, ripped through half the building. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. at least he was poking fun. Like, you got to give the guy that. Like, they just make him CEO no, like and he can go fix all this stuff. Because I felt like he was a hostage victim up there being forced to, like, deliver this non-news news for an hour and a half or whatever it was. Yeah. Josh tomorrow is like universally liked and our Bobby paycheck, as my husband likes to call him, our unpaid intern likes to call him is universally disliked. So, but back to DCA and Avengers campus, they did announce the new attraction officially is going to be called (laughs) King Thanos. I think, right. That's the official name. Um, I don't know what it is. I, I nobody knows. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's just like, hey, this is the theme. Thanos um, is the my theme. My guess is it's going to be a ride where you're in a vehicle that doesn't move anywhere, and you're staring at a giant screen the entire time. Yeah. 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 Probably. I mean, I hope it's really good. You know, it, it's kind of a bummer they couldn't get this open when Avengers Campus opened last year. But well, remember their original idea was supposed to be you were in the Quinjet fighting along with the Avengers. And like that was the original e-ticket ride. Now that's just kind of gone. And they were saying this new thing is King Thanos. And it's the idea of the storyline is if Thanos had won. So the, I think they're taking the oh. what if concept from the Marvel animated series on Disney+. Plus. And like putting it into a ride. And the idea is like, what if Thanos won at the end of Endgame? I don't like that. I don't know how I feel about it. That's how they set it up. And I was like, Hmm. so Spidey's still dusted? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Well, so no news on when it's going to open or even when they're going to start building it. Who knows? But that is the quote e-ticket attraction that we got over at California Adventure. Over at Disneyland, the e-ticket attraction that we've already known about is they're bringing Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway to Toontown. They're doing a whole revamp of Toontown. We talked about that a few weeks ago on the podcast. It genuinely sounds really cool. But this wasn't an Um, announcement. It's not. It's already all been announced already, but they made it another announcement. I personally am excited that they're going to create more of an interactive, like, kid zone yeah. so donald duck's house is going to be like a splash pad and goofy's house is going to be like a, a fun little playground so i do like that but we didn't really get a whole lot of new news for the toontown and mickey and minnie's stuff it, it, it's all supposed to open i believe in spring of 2023 you know that same unknown date when tron opens in florida Spoiler alert, folks, we got no actual dates, (laughs) deadlines for anything, anything. They were just like, sometime at the beginning or end of a year that could or not could be (laughs) within the next five years from now. 
Am I right? Or we Am just right? will I mean, cancel it and not talk about it ever and pretend it never happened. Looking at you, Mary Poppins Carousel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Looking at you, Tarzan's treehouse. I mean, I'm excited to bring Noah back to California and let him just go wild in Toontown when it opens up. It will be really cool. Because the parks don't have enough of that. Like where kids can just run crazy and play and explore and do all that. That's what's so good about Toontown as it was before they closed it. And what I'm hoping it will be when it reopens. Well, they do have over at Dinoland the Boneyard, as we talked about. That area is pretty yeah. great. As, as a person who's taken a small child in the last few years to Disney World, that spot. And then my other hot tip, they have a little playground area over by Splash Mountain that my daughter loved. But yeah, I agree. Here at California Adventure, we have a really great Redwood Creek playground mm-hmm. area that is just phenomenal and then frankly tom sawyer island is pretty legit too over here at disneyland so okay so back to disneyland a couple more things this is for both disneyland disney world actually tiana's bayou adventure attraction that is replacing splash mountain a few emphasis on a few more details were announced (laughs) Uh, they gave some concept art for the outside of both of these attractions are going to put up like a water tower that says the name of the attraction and have a few more fancier lights but more or less it's going to be the same track which is great they don't need to change that same log flumes which is also great and they announced that the voice actors from the movie are reprising their roles for the attraction did we get a date no, we did not. Just sometime in quote late 2024. Yeah. So I, we're I'm excited for it. I think it'll be nice. I mean, I love Splash Mountain. I don't love the racist undertones of it, but I love the ride and I love the nostalgia of it. Yeah. But I'm excited for this. I think it'll be fun. I think they're gonna do a great job with it. Yes, I agree. I, I'm very excited what they're gonna do at Disneyland because the New Orleans Square already works so perfectly yep. with this theme. And they did announce that they're going to kind of consume the Critter Country area um and turn that into more of a Tiana and New Orleans theme. There is going to be a Tiana restaurant, which I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. Where is it going to be? Now I have some thoughts. I do think they could either take over the Riverbell Terrace, though that is too far away, but the the look works. Or they could take over Hungry Bear, They're which makes a lot more Bear. sense. I was about to say. It makes I think, sense. It's right I think there. Hungry Bear's days are numbered. Agree. All of it's numbered. I want to know what they're going to do about Winnie the Pooh. The ride over in Critter Country is just going to kind of sit there by itself. Winnie goes on vacation really to the bayou overlay? <laughs> to the Big Easy? <laughs> Winnie and the Big Easy? I don't know. Um, uh, okay, so couple last things over at California Adventure. They announced the re-theming of the Pacific Wharf area, which I'm very excited about this, is going to now be San Francisco from the IP am, Big Hero 6. I am here for this. This this was probably the announcement that excited Kurt and I the most. Even though it's just like a re-theming of a restaurant area, it's going to be great. Like it, It's going to be so cool to just see it. As you're like transitioning into Pixar Pier and like having that San Francisco and like I love Big Hero 6. I don't think it gets enough love in the U.S. parks like Baymax bums around, bubbles around places. Uh, and I love the Baymax love character in the parks. It's just I love it. Furry baby. Um, but 
I love him. I love him. You know, Sierra Jones, that's her favorite Disney character is Baymax. They are bringing Baymax to the San Francisco area. So you will get to do meet and greets with him, which is also exciting. I just hope the margarita stand survives. It will. They they showed in the concept art, which, again, take it for what it's worth, that most of those restaurants in that area are still going to stay the same. They might get, like, a retheming on the front, but I think they're all going to stay the same. And they better. I just ate that Lucky Fortune the other That's day. Good. Oh, my goodness. It's so good. The banh mi sandwich, yep. so delicious. Also, we all know that they have three, quote, on-property hotels at Disneyland. They've got Grand Californian, the Disneyland Hotel, and the Paradise Pier Hotel. Well, this is exciting news, and we've talked about this before. The Paradise Pier Hotel is now being rethemed to the Pixar Place Hotel. Before, we had talked that they they were going to just do a Toy Story theme, but it looks like they're going to include all of Pixar, which is awesome. They're going to have a Finding Nemo splash pad. And the concept art makes it look very, like, contemporary, modern. I got the sense that it looked like a little bit of the contemporary hotel out in Florida mixed with, like, Lamplight Lounge vibes. So I'm excited. This hotel desperately needs a refresh, and I think this is a great one that fits with the DCA theme. So Good job, guys. No, I think it'll be great. And I think Disneyland just lost its only, quote unquote, affordable on-property hotel because those rates are going to go up. I don't even think it was that affordable, to be honest, because I book a lot of clients and I look at these pricings. (laughs) Yeah, they try to say that the Paradise Pier Hotel is like the same equivalent of a value resort in Florida. It is not. It is. It's higher priced than a moderate in Florida. So Do with that information as you will. Okay, so over at Downtown Disney, more fun news. I'm also here for this. We got word that Dim Tai Fung is going to be a new restaurant in Downtown Disney, as well as my personal favorite, Bumpa-da-da, Porto's Bakery is coming. And you're rolling your eyes already, I can tell, but that's because you did not live long enough in Southern California, my friend. No, I'm rolling. Porto's is an institution here, and we love it fiercely. Those rolling potato my rolls. Eyes because all these poor people who went to D23 and were all excited for some big parks announcements, they literally just got a free piece of pastry that's probably stale from how long they've had it stacked up there from Porto's on the way out. Like Josh and Mara was like, and on your way out, everybody gets something from Porto's. Right. Right. <laughs> we have no announcements, but you came here for a croissant. <laughs> Welcome. No, they came here for a potato ball. Get it right. But seriously, this is just for a, a PSA for any of you who don't live in Southern California. When you come and visit, Go to Porto's. You will love it. Um, It is pathetic that this is. No, we're going to keep talking. Oh, it's so good. Their desserts are so good. And don't let the line scare you. Oh, I I thought you were saying next topic. I don't do. Well, don't. I do not. You will. I am not this basic person that stands in a line for a baked good. I will not do it. Like this whole thing at Disney Springs with Gideon's Bakery and people waiting like nine hours for a flipping cookie. Mm -mm. Like. Go to yeah, Target. I don't get that you either. can get a cookie. Like, I, mm, sorry, I but don't. Not I don't Porto's. Do not Porto's. Adam, Adam, you listen. You listen. Good. You are going to wait a whopping 
seven minutes in that line. It might be out the door and it might be intimidating, but it goes lightning speed mm-hmm. fast. And a cookie is not the same as a Porto's potato ball. You have not lived unless you've had a Porto's potato ball. All right, we'll see. We'll Honorable see. mention is the croquette, but the potato ball. Oh, so good. Okay. Back to all of this news. So Run Disney is returning to Disneyland. It has not been here since 2017, so that's exciting. Do you want to do Run Disney with me yeah, at Disneyland? Yeah. Okay. That, that like, you don't have to twist my arm. Of course I do. No, I'm excited for that. I'm curious to see what races they do and what they bring back. They can't. Yeah, they ended it in 2017 because of construction that was happening. And so they couldn't. Um, There's a lot of construction, I guess, in Anaheim or something that was going on. So they just could not do it anymore. And they didn't know when it was going to come back. So that was probably the most exciting uh, announcement from Disneyland the entire weekend is that Run Disney is back. For you, for sure. I bet they'll do like an Avengers campus theme because they've got it open now. I'm excited. I'll do a Run Disney with you. Okay. World of Color is updating their show, which is exciting for this 100 years. Uh, No news as to what it is, but I imagine it'll be newer songs, new technology. Can they just make sure they bring Neil Patrick Harris back for it to voiceover? Oh, I hope so. It it should not be hard. Also, they announced that a new fireworks show is coming to Disneyland. It's called The Wondrous Journey. This is a unique one that I think you have a lot of opinions on, Adam. They're replacing Disneyland Forever, which I'm super sad about because I do really like that show. But I'm excited about what they're going to create. It's going to have Uh over 60 studio film like songs or, or voiceover in it. What they also announced was the song of this, which was about wonder, and they performed it at D23. And I think of everything that was announced, Adam went to town texting me about how upset he was with this song because it is a very, like, 60s folky, like, California dreaming type song. (laughs) Okay. Disneyland Forever is a classic. We know it. Leave it. Do not mess with it. People love it. They clamor to see it. Leave it. You guys, go on the internet. Watch the end of D23 and this, this, I thought fake Donnie and Marie with enchantment at Disney World was bad. You guys, this is bad. It was a 60s folk band singing this song with no excitement to it whatsoever. And the next thing you know, dancers were out on the stage. Disney brought out the ribbon people from the christening of the Disney wish. I think they just rolled the same ribbon dancers out. They were twirling dance ribbons. And all of a sudden people were doing aerial ribbon acts from the ceiling. And then all the characters came out and this song was just like, it didn't feel Disney. It wasn't that majestic, big, amazing Disney, like I'm leaving an amazing, magical day at Disneyland. It was just like, here's this folksy song we wrote. I I was thinking maybe it's starting <laughs> off folksy and then like big orchestra would come in or like the big voices and the music and this and that. No, it was this like folksy. Look, if I was Simon Cowell on America's Got Talent, I would have gotten my big red X buzzer. At that point, it was, I don't know. I don't know. I was trying to imagine like big finale of fireworks to this song and it just wasn't, it wasn't working. 
You know what? As somebody who loves folk music, do you know I'm seeing Bonnie Raitt this weekend? I love folk music. <laughs> it's my favorite. Each I'm seeing her at the Greek theater. It's going to be so fun. I love folk music. I listen to this and I actually, I was not obviously perturbed by it like you are, but my two cents was this sounds like a, like, acoustic version of what they're probably going to create later. I didn't think it was I the so. final song, but who knows? As an aside, we're going to take a quick 10 second break from D23 news because my phone is blowing up in text messages because fan favorite Kim is at LAX airport about to hop on a red eye and she lost her wallet. She had it going through TSA and now she doesn't. So I have about 40 missed text messages Kim, about this particular scenario. Kim. Right? Go back to TSA. Right. You probably, it fell out of a bag. It's probably sitting there. They're going to page your name asking you to come back. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kim. Well. That's not good. Update, what I did read of the 40 missed text messages, she has her ID, kind of like what I do. I have my ID on me, but not her. So she has her ID so she can get on the plane. She just doesn't have her wallet with her credit cards and money and stuff in it. So they wouldn't know it's hers. I know. Well, they might know it's hers because of, a. I guess, a credit card would have her name on it. No, but is she getting on the plane? What's happening? Yeah, she's getting on a plane in 20 minutes. And so she's just leaving the wallet. She's like, I'm done. I can't. There's no more flights to where I'm going ever. I can't risk. I guess. I can't risk this. I don't know. Folks, next week I'll give you the update of if Kim found her wallet or not at LAX airport. You know, once we'll find I, out. I left a wallet in the CPAC pocket on the Southwest Airlines plane, and my wallet flew all the way around the country, and they somehow <gasps> got it back to me. What? Yeah. Yeah. What I airline think it, was that? Southwest. I think it literally flew oh, to like eight different cities before somebody found it. And it just sat in the CPAC pocket. Amazing. Which also tells you they don't actually clean the planes or clean out the CPAC pockets in between flights, considering my wallet flew like eight flights before somebody actually found it. Absolutely. I believe that. All right. Well, thoughts and prayers with Kim. Thoughts and prayers. Tots and pairs. Okay. And the very last news, which was like announced very broadly at D23, and then more specifics came out today, the day that we're recording this is September 20th. Um, Magic Bands and Magic Band Plus is coming to Disneyland in early 2023. Again, no no specific Why? date here. Yeah. A thing none of us are asking for at Disneyland. Why? We're now getting Like, is this going to replace... How at Disneyland, you still get a, like, if you go in on a different pass or whatever it is, they still print you out a little paper ticket with all the different things on it. We have a collection of these paper tickets from Disneyland because nobody does these like they do at Disneyland anymore. I'm afraid they're going to, like, rip out all the kiosks. It's going to be like Disney World where you have to, like, tap a phone or a magic band or a card or whatever to the little Mickey and scan your finger and in you go. Honestly, it will be, and I'm okay with that because it's efficient. I do appreciate how fast the Disney World lines go to get into the parks. I just, I don't know. I'm okay with it. I don't need magic bands. I don't either. I don't think we need them, but we're going to get them. Where I do think they are have a big miss with the magic bands is on Disney Cruise Line. Because you have to use your World of the Key card for everything. Your credit card's linked to it and like all this other stuff. I'm like, why... Mm -hmm. Do they not have the magic band technology to do all that on the cruise ships, unlock your room, pay for everything, especially when you're in and out of water and all this other stuff like you are at the resorts? Like that doesn't make any sense to me why you can't link your cruise card 
to a magic band. Like, why have they not done that? Disney, another idea. I to know. Me. We expect checks. Um, I know. So that brings us to the Disney Cruise Line announcement. So, of course, as soon as we finally, like, book our cruise and we're all excited about the brand new Disney Wish and going on that in April, they're like, ha-ha, surprise. Welcome the Disney Treasure. So they are setting sail allegedly in 2024. We say allegedly because we all know that may not happen. It will be the brand new cruise <laughs> ship, the Disney Treasure. It's from this new line, this next generation of cruise ships that the um, wish has kicked off. The theme is adventure. And the Great Hall will have a giant Aladdin statue like we have Cinderella on the wish. Aladdin will be there. The Great Hall looks like very much in the same theming of the wish just slightly different colors i think they were doing with it is what it looked like in the rendering yeah they showed like moana coco the hitchhiking ghost in the uh, concept art for it Mm -hmm. and so we'll see no idea where it's gonna go when it's gonna actually be ready or how you can get on it or if it's anything like how they did the wish nobody will know what anything on board looks like until the vloggers get there in 2024 and then we'll learn (laughs) what the inside looks like so I don't know. Kind of cool. I'm, I'm liking this. It's giving us another reason to take another cruise in 2024, I guess, if we survive the first yeah. cruise. I, hey, I'm all for it. Let's do it. I, I, I like it. I like that they're adding in Aladdin because Aladdin doesn't get like Lion King does not get enough representation, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. If you want an Aladdin kick, though, Disneyland Paris, it's a whole Aladdin land. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's really fun. Oh, okay, so then cool. the other cruise update is... Now that they're building more ships, the older ships, which are still beautiful and still stunning and top of the line compared to the other cruise lines around the world, they can go elsewhere now and start reaching new Disney fans. So the Wonder is currently in Alaska and it will soon be heading in, well, not soon, but in a while, they're going to head to Australia and New Zealand to be cruising down under with the Disney Wonder, which is kind of cool. Like they send they send the magic. I So I've been like, again, deep diving on all the cruise ships and where they go. So the magic is coming up to mm-hmm. New York soon. And it's going to do like New York to the Bahamas, New York to Canada and Nova Scotia. And then eventually you can book the transatlantic crossing on the magic. Like, they sell it. You can go New York to London on the Disney Magic, which I was like, that would kind of be really cool. Oh, you guys should totally do that. I know. So anyway, and then it heads over there, and then it does sailings around the UK and Europe for a while. And I think it goes down the Mediterranean before it makes its way back over to, like, Miami for a bit. And then it, like, throughout the year makes its way back up to New York. So I think they're going to start doing this with some of their other ships now. And like sending one down to Australia for a bit or sending one somewhere else. So kind of cool. Yeah. I feel like I'm here to become a cruise person. So I think we um, might let's be becoming cruise let's, people. Yeah. They're rapidly becoming more affordable than a trip to Disney World. So uh, cut to we're all like 80 years old and hopping on the cruise, sitting at the slot machines on the carnival cruise. <laughs> okay. So that is the big D23 announcements that we've all heard a couple weeks ago. I don't know about you, Adam, but updates, really. Yeah, there was nothing announced, more or less. Um, But I have some things that I just want to, like, mention, kind of some disappointing elements. So first and foremost, super disappointing that you did not make 
any mention about any sort of revamp of Tomorrowland at Disneyland. It is sad. That area is so pathetic looking. Most of the rides aren't even... They didn't mention the people mover. No, they didn't mention the people mover. They didn't mention this empty track that we have going through all of Tomorrowland. We've all been hoping for a people mover update. And there was nothing. There was absolutely nothing. We've got a lot of empty space there. And I was just really hoping that they were going to mention something and they just let it slide. So. No, but hey, Mando is Mando and Grogu or in Galaxy's Edge. So take what you get and be happy with it. All right. Mm, Good, (laughs) good. Well, the other one, I know I mentioned this lightly earlier, but the other one that I'm kind of disappointed about is Tarzan's Treehouse, which is over in Adventureland at Disneyland is still sitting in scaffolding right now. And I just want to know, what are they doing with it? Is it going to be Encanto themed? Is it going to be a just still Tarzan? What is it? But they haven't made zero mention about it. So that's annoying. Also with Disneyland, they, they just finished the electrical light parades nightly, yeah. you know, time. And I'm like, so what are you going to replace it with? And they mentioned nothing. There used to be this awesome paint the night parade that had like the slinky dog and it, it was really cool. They didn't say that they're going to bring that back. They didn't say they're going to bring anything back. I thought they were at least going to say that the electrical light parade was going to go over to Disney World, but they didn't mention that either. So uh, just what is happening with nighttime shows or parades at Disneyland and Disney World? I don't Nothing. know. Because they, I, I really think they're Seems having like a very easy one. I think they're having serious budget issues, and they're not they're not going to yeah. want to say it out loud. And I think they really are, and um, that's why they're making these cutbacks. They have staffing issues, they've got budget issues, and they don't want to admit it. Well, let's call the very big elephant in the room. Bob Paycheck, our favorite person yeah. that we are just calling out. Oh, by the way, I'm done with my wine, so I'm very, very spicy about <laughs> all of this right now. Mr. Bobby Paycheck sent all of our Imagineers to Florida when they had an established Imagineering department here in Glendale, California for the entirety of Disneyland's operation. So a lot of the Imagineers who didn't want to move are now either being forced to move to Florida or quit their jobs. And that happened over a year ago. But I have to imagine that that is a huge hiccup in all of this, that they're trying to restaff Imagineers. They're trying to probably train a lot of new and up and coming Imagineers out in Florida. So no rides are ready yet. They don't have the ability and you know mental power yet to do any of this that was my take through all of this yeah i don't know i think there's a lot of smoke and mirrors going on i think he's i think he has focused too much on merchandising and how to make money and how to squeeze every penny out of folks when they're in the parks and we've talked about that before and not about the guest experience and i have a theory and this kind of leads us to this other thing we were griping about Park reservations are not going to go away. And I think this is also a smoke and mirrors tactic by Bob Paycheck to literally be like, we're full. Park reservations are full. We're so busy. Keep coming. Everybody wants to be here. We're so busy. Oh, no reservations available. I don't buy it. They're not at capacity. And they're saying there are no reservations available. And I think this is a psychological thing they're trying to do to convince people that this is where you want to be. You must come here. You must spend money. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to get into. It's exclusive. You have to do this in advance. And you want to come. You want to come. You want to come. 
And that is driving more people to come because they're limiting the capacity through these park reservations. Yep. And that's why they're not, as long as he's in charge, they're not going away. And he has pretty much said so on earnings calls and everything else. So there you go. That's my, sorry, my margarita's done and I'm spicy now too, because it's the magic. I, I hate it. And I hate, hate, hate being like this and saying this, but like, I still can't get over from that last trip there. The magic felt not as magical while we were there. And it was really it was a kind of a bummer because I love the Disney parks. I love what they mean for my family. I love what they mean to me and Kurt. And it's just sad. I want to, I want that, that warm fuzzy feeling you would get spending a day there back. And instead yeah. now it's on your phone and doing this and fighting to get that reservation and do the things. And I think next time we go, I'm not doing any of that. And I know that's crazy coming from me, but I think it's really going to be a, let's just go with the flow we'll stand in some lines and, enjoy being there and not be handcuffed to my phone trying to make the day happen. Adam, you and I both know that that won't happen because you're you (laughs) and you will need to get whatever reservation or thing. But I think it's an admirable (laughs) mention that you want to attempt that at some point. I agree with everything you just said. And I really wish that things were a little different with Disney. And I agree about the magic Here's something else I will share, you know, in recent times I've been to Disneyland, you know, the Magic Key renewal pass window has more or less expired for everyone. And I don't think a lot of people renewed. And you can see that in the attendance of the parks. And our our favorite CEO has mentioned numerous times about, quote, unfavorable attendees being his magic key holders and that he wants to see families from his quote from Denver, Colorado, be able to come all the way out here and not get aced out by the locals. But they're not, I know they're not going to going to Florida. Like Disneyland, they're going to go to Florida. Disneyland. I'm telling you this as a person who it's a locals park. It's a locals park. I'm telling you this as a person who books travel, Disney travel for clients. How many people are looking to go to Disneyland? Very few compared to Disney World. Even our West Coasters are choosing Disney World because that is a vacation destination. And Disneyland, as fun as it is, is not that far away, you know? So I just don't think that he has a really good pulse on the average traveling family for a vacation. Well, look, sorry that we're being such downers on this. And I hate, I really hate being a downer about it. Like I said, because we do love the parks and this is why we've done now 60 episodes and into season two of Gen D. But we're always, we, I think we said this from the beginning. We are always going to be honest about our opinions on what's happening at the parks and the experiences and everything else. And hopefully this is just a blip in Disney's storied history and when they give Josh tomorrow the throne in a few years, um, things will get back on track. Yeah, it's true. Um, okay, well, with that, that is our rant. This is a ranting episode <laughs> for our inaugural season two episode. I don't know. Tell us, guys. Is there something that we missed? Is there anything that you are really excited about? There are things that we are genuinely excited about, as you heard us talk through this list. There are things that we just wish 
had been more. And I think that sums up how we yeah. feel about Disney these days. But let us know. Um, we're going to post a couple of things on our social media account. So please tell us your thoughts there. Uh, if you are enjoying the podcast, please keep subscribing, listening, telling your friends. And also give keep us the love. giving those reviews. They are helpful for us so that we can get Olive Garden to be a sponsor. Oh, my gosh. Which I means nothing like, to me. That would be a life goal. Life goal. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, anyhow, with that, next week we will give you hopefully an update on Kim's uh, wallet from LAX. And we have another couple of fun episodes coming your way. I hope you all enjoyed and have a great rest of your week, everyone. See ya. See ya.